sifter.com.au. G'day and welcome to Drop Rate by Sifter. Drop Rate is Sifter's review podcast packed with thoughts and feelings about the newest video games, giving you insights from some of the best people in games media. I'm Chris Button, and today we're swinging around New York in Marvel's Spider-Man 2, alongside fellow Sifter presenter Fiona Bartholomeus. But before we get into the discussion, here are the top stories featured on Walkthrough, Sifter's weekly news podcast. Hi, I'm Kyle Paletto. And I'm Fiona Bartholomew. And here are the top stories this week on Walkthrough, Sifter's weekly news podcast for Sunday, 12th of May. Xbox kills four Bethesda studios, including multi-award winning makers of Hi-Fi Rush and Prey. Helldivers 2 players go to war, loving 200,000 negative reviews after Sony tries to force mandatory PSN logins on PC. Hades 2 gets a surprise early access launch this week, and it's already smashed the previous game's record. And Nintendo confirms we'll learn more about the next Switch by this time next year. You can get every episode of Walkthrough for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or on our website, sifter.com.au, every Sunday. Join the Sifter community on Discord at sifter.com.au forward slash Discord. Fiona, talking Spider-Man 2, which has been one of the most anticipated games of 2023, we've had the very well-received 2018 entry from Insomniac Games, and then we had the the Miles Morales spin-off not long after. So where does Spider-Man 2 pick up? Yeah, so this picks up not that long after Miles Morales. I think it's about a year or just under a year. So you've gone from Spider-Man 1, you've found out Harry's alive, but He's unwell. Um, then you find out Miles has powers. Fast forward to Miles Morales's game. It's him dealing with the responsibility of having those powers and having to take care of the city when Peter goes away for a bit to help out MJ. And now it's both of them together working to protect the city side by side. And now Miles trying to deal with applying for college, something that a lot of teenagers go through, not just in America, but in Australia as well. So it goes pretty seamlessly between the games and then of course goes straight into the plot you're dealing with Sandman and a lot of things happening around the city. Yeah, absolutely. And as a lot of people may have seen in a lot of the pre-release material for Spider-Man 2, there's also Craven, this this big game hunter who's looking for his you know sort of final ultimate hunt and then we also know there's something to do with the uh, the very well known part of the the Spider-Man canon the the symbiote alien like uh, sort of entity and how that interferes with things as well it, it's it's interesting trying to i suppose weave the the stories of these two Spider-Men uh, you know the Peter Parker Spider-Man and the the Miles Morales Spider-Man and you're able to pretty well switch between them in between missions pretty well at will. How how did you think the game handled sort of the, these two Spider-Men or how, how do you think it goes with sort of a lot of these narrative threads that are, are working together concurrently? That's one thing I do like about these Spider-Man games. It makes you really feel like Spider-Man having to deal with all these different things happening at once and prioritizing and remembering what to do. But it is really cool being able to switch between Miles and Peter. And there are quests and missions that are specifically for one Spider-Man or the other. 
But then there's ones that you can be whoever. So sometimes when I feel like I don't give Miles or Peter enough love, I switch characters and then I go off and go say hi to Howard or go help someone with their their assignment at school. So I think it's really cool that you're able to switch between the two. And then they do have their differences of their side plots as well. Like Miles is very focused within his community, but also his family and helping his mum and then helping everyone at school. So there's a nice like comparison and difference between the two. Yeah, there certainly is. And they also, obviously, both being Spider-Man, they've got similar abilities in being able to, to swing around from buildings using web, web-based abilities. But they also have their, their quirks from a, a combat perspective as well, with Miles having sort of the electricity-infused abilities and Peter still having very much a, a web-based combat arsenal, but also some of the, the technology uh, that he uses as well. D- did you find the, the combat to feel much different or improved over perhaps the, the previous Spider-Man games? Not so much different. I felt coming into this game after the couple of years since Miles Morales, there wasn't a huge like learning curve. I basically jumped in it straight away. The tutorial was super simple, so you weren't stuck relearning everything for a third time but I don't feel the ability well I don't feel the um, mechanics were completely different you got new abilities for both the characters Peter had a bit more of his um like the legs that help him fight he can pick up enemies and things like that and obviously Miles with all his electric abilities so I don't think there was a huge difference but just some of the different things you could do with those powers were different for this game which I quite liked rather than having something exactly the same three times over. They did change it up a little bit, which was cool. I think one of the, the coolest changes from a gameplay perspective from, from from my experience playing Spider-Man 2 was very much from the traversal side of things because oh, yes. we're, we're, we're very used to swinging around and the, the feeling, the, the inertia and momentum that it creates while you're swinging from building to building feels great. But it, it's something that we've been able to do for years now. One of the, the really cool inclusions this time around is that of the, the, the wingsuit where you're able to glide from from buildings from high vantage points and also use uh, various wind tunnels to get you from A to B very quickly, but also it intertwines really nicely with the, the web swing as well. Tell me about what you thought of the, the web suit and how it worked with you know moving around this, probably what, what's starting to feel a bit of a familiar map now. Yeah, I think it's cool, especially now they've basically doubled the map size. You've got a completely new area that you couldn't access in some of the previous games. I sometimes forget I can use the gliding and then I'll just be swinging along. I'm like, oh yeah, that would be quicker. And I just jump in a wind tunnel and just like shoot off to the other side of the borough or, what, or um, town area. So I think it's really cool that they include it and it's really easy to jump between the two things you can just be swinging along and then chuck it on or turn it off it's really fun and i like as well with the the fast travel when you come out of the fast travel quite often with miles and peter you just automatically go into the gliding which is really fun and that, that's really interesting you, you mentioned the the fast travel because in my entire time with the game i don't think i use fast travel once really? because of how 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 fun and how quick it is to to move around from from point to point so um w- were there times that you felt like you you wanted to use fast travel 
as opposed to using the, the abilities. Yeah, so sometimes when I want to get to like the other side of the river, but I'm like, I really can't be bothered swinging across right now, I fast travel to it. But I've also been using fast travel to help with those little side quests, like you have to find the spider bots. When I'm having trouble finding it, I'll fast travel to the bottom of that area and then I'll work my way up and I'll fast travel back to the bottom and work my way up. But I only realize, oh, I think it was only a few days ago, depending on where your cursor is on the the map of um, whatever area you want to go to, it actually chucks you in that spot. I just thought it was just putting you wherever, but you can actually kind of choose which street you want to be on when you fast travel, which blew my mind. I think that that's pretty handy, especially as as you say, if if you're looking to do all of the side quests, all of the collectibles, and I know there's this very strong community of PlayStation players who love hunting platinum trophies, and I imagine that this will be a, a very big feature, you know, helping to do do a lot of those things uh, rather efficiently, which is not necessarily my my style because I have I I've just mainlined the story. I haven't done any side quests unless I've literally been on the way from <laughs> from yeah. one mission to <laughs> to another. But I, I know we were talking about this just prior to recording, Fiona, that uh, you've been doing a lot of the the side quests and and yeah. a lot of the the extra stuff as well. How have you found the the, the side missions? Uh, have have you found them to be engaging beyond the the main story? I'm really enjoying them. I'm not normally a huge I got to collect everything. I got to get a hundred percent. I'm not really that kind of player, but I think it helps with Spider-Man. It gives you the percentage of how far you've progressed through the game, which makes you go, Oh, I can actually just pop on over. And it tells you exactly how many collectibles for the spider bots or for this or for that. So it's easier for me to hit all those targets. Um, I'm enjoying them, especially the little spider, uh, the little side quest that you get through the spider app. Like if they, I feel like they've really gone above and beyond with those little ones. Like you, in one of them, you meet Howard, the one, the person who had all the pigeons from the first two games. And there's a mission where you have to find someone's lost grandpa. And both of them just out of nowhere are just very emotional and very deep. And Spider-Man, they didn't have to do that for, for all those little side quests or like you have to help someone with their homework or become more confident in their art and I just really like how they have those little slice of life quests in there and just makes it feel a little bit more fulfilling that you really are helping the community and being part of the community. Yeah, it's it's one thing that I think the the Insomniac game Spider-Man series has done so well is embedding a lot of this for lack of a better phrase this this gamified content uh, but contextualizing it within the the setting and the, and the story to actually give some meaning and purpose behind uh, everything you do uh, because I think sim- similar to, to you, I'm not someone who's driven by you know collecting all the all the things, collecting all the the MacGuffins or the the various uh, the various items that don't necessarily have much bearing on the story. But as, as you say, because a lot of this stuff, ties in so nicely with a lot of the uh the the narrative design as well it it actually gives you great incentive to to go out and do it because it enriches your experience further but i think that also ties into the the grander narrative of spider-man 2 
and what's happening between Peter and Miles and MJ and, and Harry Osborne as well. There, there's there's so much stuff going on and I think it's handled really, really well. What what has been your experience with with the story so far in terms of have there been any particular any particular highlights or anything that you think has been uh, handled really well in the game so far? There were two probably main things so far and still slowly getting there with the main storyline. But the two standout story moments for me, without giving too much away, um, you do meet Felicia once again. She makes a brief appearance. That whole quest with her, absolutely loved it. Just the gameplay and all of that was amazing. Was not expecting them to do anything like that. So it's really cool to see them incorporate elements of different Marvel areas into that uh, quest. The other one is when you get the the symbiote um, for Peter. All of that, switching between the different characters, like you've got elements of MJ in there and Peter and then Harry as well. It's that whole thing. There was just so much going on, but they did it so well that you never really felt lost in the fighting or the story. It tied everything together really nicely. I didn't know there were bears in these woods. Okay, before we get down to business, there's something I have to tell you. I'm fresh out of honey. But I feel at the moment where I'm in the story, it's focusing a bit more on Peter than Miles. But from what I've seen of the trailers and things like that, I know that's definitely going to shift a bit. So I'm looking forward to when we have fought Miles a little bit more front and centre in the main line. Yeah, I, I've even seen quite a few punchlines and, and memes online uh, regarding the fact that I think for, for a lot of the game, it does feel that Miles is sort of left on the sidelines a little bit, as in particular to, to the main story, um, who is is definitely being driven by by grief and the events of the the previous games uh, where you know he's experienced a, a great loss um and th- there are times where you know he 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 wants to be involved in in what's happening in the main story but due due to various factors he's not included in a lot of them but uh, as you do allude to th- this does ramp up as the story goes on but it it does does feel like they they do him a little bit dirty for, for a big chunk of the <laughs> yeah. game in, in terms of a lot of this does feel like Peter's story that Miles just happens to be a part of, but it, it does it does build from there. So uh, to to anyone who perhaps connects more with Miles than they do Peter, uh, hang in there. Uh, because things things do pick up uh, a little bit for um, for for the poor lad. So, um, <laughs> but I, I think the another thing on on the characters is that the the performances, the the voice performances for for all of them are, are just so so brilliantly uh, brilliantly handled. There's there's one there's one boss encounter which I'll allude to in as vague terms as possible, as not to to spoil anything, but it, it does relate to the the impact that the the symbiote does have on um, its host's sort of psyche and their their sort of way of uh, viewing viewing others and and the world around them and this boss fight was just so emotionally charged that 
I, I I almost felt like the the combat was getting in the way of the the story a little bit because the the dialogue between the characters was just so so heart wrenching um, that the you know what 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 it does so well is is the interplay between these characters that you know sometimes I felt like some of these boss fights went on perhaps just a little bit longer than perhaps they needed a bit to. Too long. Yeah, a little bit too long. Was was that similar to some of your experience as well? Yeah, sometimes the enemies keep coming, and I'm like, please stop. I just, I just want to continue the story and not this fight. But one, one thing I do like about the Spider-Man games, I'm not a real stealth person. That's not normally my game style, but I love the stealth mechanics in this. So it's good that you can go and pick off people one by one. So then that boss fight hopefully isn't as long, but I do agree there are some moments where it just continues for a little bit where they, there's too many phases of the boss's health when I'm like, that could could have stopped. And I think above above all else, the, the overall presentation of the game is is just spectacular. It's it's probably one of the best looking games out there and is sort of a credit to the the developers and all the artists and visual effects folks at, at Insomniac that this this game bleeds money from the screen. I think you can look at all of the, the resources that have got into this in making it such a a fantastic looking game. Um, not to mention all, all the all the suits as well, uh, all the suits oh, for the, the respective Spider Man. Do Do you have a particular favorite suit that you've been swinging around in at the moment? I mean, where I'm in the story, I feel like I can't play Peter not in the black suit at the moment. So he's kind of been left to just that. Miles, though, I've been using. I think it's the 2099 suit. Or it's, I can't remember the name of it, but one of the additional ones that you can purchase. But there's too many suits that I always like unlock them and then I switch them for a bit and then I never know what to stay on. I did try the um, Spider-Verse one for Miles because it changes the slight frame rate for him as you swing, but that got a little bit too much for me after a while. So I've just left on the, um, the little sound effects, like the pow when you when you hit people. <laughs> What about yourself? My my partner absolutely detests the default Peter Parker uh, <laughs> advanced spider suit, the one that's got the white yep. accents on the gloves and everything. Uh, she she specifically requested that I change it to something else because it bothered <laughs> her so much. So shout out to Laura there. Um, so I I actually went for the the classic sort of Sam Raimi, uh, Tobey Maguire mm. Spider Man sort of look. Um, that's sort of the one that I grew up with, so I have a, a personal affinity uh, for for that particular style. But um, um, I'd really like to to hear from your your experience with Spider Man Two so far, Fiona. What what have stood out as being the the highlights, or what what have been the best parts of the experience for you so far? Well, I've already mentioned some of the highlights story wise that I'm up to, but the thing that just blows me away every time with this game and the previous two games is just the map. Like it's not you don't see it rendering in the distance; it's just always there. You can fast travel to wherever, and the game just immediately loads in there's nothing that ever looks out of place where it's struggling texture or anything like that the map just completely blows me away and then it's just really spinning around all those little side missions with the community just i'm enjoying the game so much there's not really anything that's made me go "Hmm, not didn't enjoy that bit all of it's just been pretty fun 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's a game that's made of you know, so many separate elements that work together cohesively to, to create just such a, a a complete experience. And I think sometimes the games that come out from uh, the PlayStation Studios can cop a bit of criticism for being perhaps a little bit uh, homogenous in terms of the the way that they're structured, the way they look and feel can be quite similar from one title to another, whether that's, you know, The, the Last of Us, God of War, you know, the Spider-Man games. And I've, I've even seen, um, uh, you, you alluded to stealth sections earlier, uh, a big part of that this time around is some of the, the missions you have while playing as MJ, uh, as Mary, Mary Jane Watson. They they do actually feel a lot like perhaps sections taken straight out of The Last of Us in terms of the the stealthing and sneaking yeah. around, taking down enemies, trying not to get spotted. But the the way that a lot of these elements comes together in Spider Man Two is is just so brilliantly handled that I th- I think it, it doesn't matter that. Perhaps they've taken some elements from something else or inspiration from another thing, because when it's done this well, who cares? It's it's just such yeah, a, exactly. a great it's just such a, a great experience from from start to finish, and has has this great story that I feel holds up really strongly uh, alongside the the best superhero stories there are whether that's from the comics or or the recent movies i mean i've just been enjoying so much being able to be back in the spider-man world and swinging around there's when the first spider-man game released we never really thought we would have another spider-man game where you could swing like you could and do flips and get really high and now you can in can fly which is amazing that they've been able to incorporate that so seamlessly and made it feel natural that it's something you can do. I've just loving the game so far. And there's not really anything that has particularly gotten me stuck. It's probably just my poor playing. Like I get stuck on a ledge sometimes. I'm like, yep, probably time to have a break. This is, don't know why I'm getting stuck on this ledge. But no, I think it's just a great game so far. So I think the answer to this one is is pretty obvious, Fiona. Do you drop or rate Spider-Man 2? And why? Absolutely rate it. It's such a a nice addition to the current Spider-Man games now, Spider-Man trilogy. And it's got more. It's now put the two characters together, incorporated them both really well, added new abilities. And even though it's very similar gameplay-wise, the story is just so different and all the interactions with the community just add to it. That's Marvel's Spider-Man 2 from Insomniac Games, a tremendous blockbuster that earns its place alongside the best comic book stories. You're listening to Drop Rate by Sifter. Visit us on sifter.com.au. This has been Drop Rate by Sifter, our video game review podcast. Thanks to Brian Fairbanks from Salty Dog Sounds for composing the theme music. Sifter is produced by me, Chris Button, Fiona Bartholomeus, Daniel Ang, and Adam Christou. Mitch Lowe is senior producer, and Gianni D. Giovanni is our executive producer. Fiona, if people want to, to follow you and see more of your work, where, where can they find you? Well, you can find me every Sunday with Kyle for Walkthrough. We co-host Sifter's Weekly News Podcast, which is a lot of fun. So that's out every Sunday. 
Otherwise, I'm also on radio, a community radio station here in Perth. You can find out more at rtrfm.com.au. If you enjoyed this episode of Drop Rate, please consider leaving a review on Apple Podcasts and sharing the episode on social media. This helps put us in front of more people and enables us to provide more in-depth coverage. And if you like games coverage in written form, head to sifter.com.au for articles, interviews, and more. Thanks for joining us. See you next time. Hey there, Gianni here on the latest episode of Lightmap, Sifter's interview podcast. Trent Custers from Melbourne's League of Geeks joins me to share the pretty candid story of how their studio almost came to its end. The thing that I said to Blake, who's the game director on Jump Light Odyssey, and you know, we've got to remind ourselves is that it literally was just a logic puzzle. Like we did not have enough money to take one team all the way through till say late 2024, which is when, which is the amount of time that Jump Light Odyssey needed to be completed. We've got to put this one game that's already out there that has a bunch of potential and then invested in this other game that you know very clearly because we can see the wish list doesn't have this and it's always been the case like solid inferno is the weirdo strategy game right it was never it was never the commercial front runner out of the two you know you don't get to pick and choose it actually the decision is made for you you can get every episode of lightmap for free on apple podcasts on spotify on youtube or head to our website sifter.com.au